This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dr. Dawn on Careers. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and I'm the career director for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. We have Dan and Dana with us all hour making the show very, very fun and sound awesome. And in case you hadn't heard, we're live back in studio at 844-942-7866. So if you've got a career or job search question and it's Thursday noon Eastern, this is your time to call 844-942-7866. Switchers are the future of work. Are you ready to reinvent? Interesting topic we have today. Hey, it's about ending things. We often talk about starting a new job, looking for a new job, getting a new job, all of that stuff. But obviously, before we can do all those things, there has to be an ending. And so today we're going to talk about the various types of endings. The the working from home is ending for some people. The uh, um, mask wearing in your office might be ending, although it might be coming back too. We don't know. Uh, you might be ending a job. You might be getting a new manager. There's so many things that are going on. So we are going to talk about strategies for that. But of course, you can call with any and all questions at 844-942-7866. Hey, what's going on in the news? Well, if you haven't heard back from your job applications that you submitted, there may still be hope yet. A recent Wall Street Journal report showed a number of people who were contacted by restaurants, including McDonald's, White Castle, and Cheesecake Factory, two to four years after applying. In fact, White Castle reached out to over 500,000 applicants from the past four years, and 32,000 responded with interest. That might sound like a lot, but it's a very small percentage. But I'm curious. We know that there's a lot of ghosting that happens in the job search, but have you ever been reached out to somebody, or sorry, for, for a job that you applied to months or even years later? If you did, we want to hear your story, 844 or maybe you're a recruiter who reached out to somebody, went back in those application archives and connected with somebody for a job. Let us know. 844-942-7866. As always, today is about you. If it's Thursday noon Eastern, we're live taking our calls all hour at 844-942-7866. And we are thrilled to have Carrie Spaulding back in studio. She is a coach, speaker, facilitator, improviser, educator, nomad and best known on Dr. Dawn on Careers as the 30-something coach. In her work, Carrie helps 30-somethings break through 30-something panic and create careers, relationships, and lives they love. A professional certified coach credentialed by the International Coach Federation, Carrie brings a host of tools and breadth and depth of experience to her practice and continually draws from her background in improvisation, performance, and teaching to enhance that coaching. Carrie, we're so excited you're back. I am so excited to be here. This feels like a such a nice reconnection after a long, long, long year plus. Yes, <laughs> yes for sure, for sure. Um, and 
I first off, I always have to when you come into the studio, we're always very excited. Um, but but you have to always define thirty something for us because I'm thinking, gosh, I, I need some carry coaching, but I've I've kind of passed that decade. <laughs> yeah, well, so I help people with what I call thirty something panic, that feeling of. I, I feel like I should have figured things out by now or I did figure things out and they're not exactly how, how I thought they would feel or I'm just ready for a change. But the stakes of that can feel so much higher in your 30s as compared to in your 20s where maybe you had the narrative that experimenting and not quite knowing was was normal. Um, and well, I'm here to tell you that 30-something panic is totally normal and Don, like you said, these these challenges of figuring out what should my career be or my relationship situation or where do I want to be in the world, um, they're they're with us at every decade, right? In every part of life, they just kind of take on a different flavor. So I always say, if it resonates with you, come on over because we can all relate to that feeling of wanting to get really intentional about our careers and our relationships and our lives. Yeah, so I'm here to say that as a 40-something, um, all of that resonates with me. <laughs> and I have joined, I should say, the 40-something club myself, yes, right? I'm the 30-something coach, but but I myself am now officially in my 40s. <laughs> You've so. survived your 30s. I had a pandemic 40-something birthday, and I, I, I it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I was at your virtual birthday. You were at my birthday party, Don. I, I think we need to do. I think we need to do that in person. But yeah, hey, if you've got a question, eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. We are live. If it's Thursday noon Eastern, take your calls all hour on Dr. Don on career. So we are going to go right to the phones today with Nicole in Maryland. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the show. It's on your mind today. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, so my husband works for a, um, a startup, it's an IT energy sector company that has been um, doing its thing for about five years. And so they've gone through various rounds of funding and um, something that was supposed to come through recently hasn't, I think it's going to pan out. So anyway, the, I guess my question in a nutshell, talking about how to end things is when you're dealing with a startup and you've got a lot of time invested, how do you make the decision about whether to go down, you know, yeah, that is such a hard one. How do you know when to cut your losses? We, we see those memes out there about the guy digging for diamonds and he's like an inch away and he quits and, yeah. and it's like, don't quit. You're almost there. But then, of course, you see the other memes that say cut your losses and you're thinking, why do I even look at memes? Because this is really unhelpful and confusing. But it is. It's true. And so um, I'm going to I'm going to invite Carrie to join. But I but I guess I have one more question. Um, and I know we're talking about your husband. Um uh, tell us how long he's been doing this and, and you know, what his goal is. What is, is this his dream? Is this, is this something that he was a founder, a co-founder? Where, where is his place in yeah. this company? Yeah, he, he's been doing this for five years. And they, um, he, so he's probably, right, he's one of the partners now. There are four um, owners of the company or partners, and they have some investment partners as well. But as far as the majority of the company is owned by, um, for, for, for guys, he's, so he's um, definitely, you know, if, 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 it, if things go well, it's going to be in our best interest. <laughs> but if they don't, you know, so that's, that's why it's a little bit tougher. It's not just a job. It's, he's, got, he's got equity in the company. Yeah, so he's thinking if this if this IPO is like like six months after I leave, I'm going to kick myself, right? Right, <laughs> right. and you hear these stories all the time, exactly. So that's, 
conundrum. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's a because it's definitely conundrum. Yeah, Karen. Nicole. And here's the thing: it's like we want we want an answer. We want a guarantee where there there's there isn't one, and it's it's just not possible for us to know what's going to come around down the bend. And it's such a normal thing to kind of not want to be the architect of our own disappointment. So here he's in a situation where he has this sense of um, I'll be the one who who messed things up for me if I leave. And it's totally natural for him to want to be able to get into that crystal ball place. Um, and the reality is we we don't know. So one thing that, that Dawn brought up that I think is really important here is, is really what his other goals are and – if if nothing were to change, how satisfied would he be in his current role? What other you know aspects of of career satisfaction is he looking for? Because sometimes we use that thing that might happen down the bend as an excuse to not do the work of identifying what other options might be. And so one thing he might want to think about is kind of do the imagination exercise of, all right, let's assume that, this job was going to evaporate for me and was going to cease to exist, what would my next move be? Because what he might find is that he's pa- he's paving a pathway to identify other options, and he's really doing the work of figuring out what he wants to create for himself as opposed to kind of waiting for this other thing that's external to him to happen. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Nicole? Yeah, so what just occurred to me is fear, right? Fear, you, you stay because you're afraid of the loss, and you also potentially stay for fear of the, un, of, of the unknown of what, what's next. So that is not a way to live. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, yeah. And loss aversion is super powerful. We we are, I mean, biologically, we are born to avoid losses because that's how we survive. So we always weight losses much greater than gains even if they're the same amount so it's it's really understandable why your husband would be looking at this and saying if I lose this this is going to be the worst thing in the world I'm curious and this this may not be an option but we get a lot of callers who say I have option a or b but I'm wondering if there's option c is there an option for your husband to stay involved say on on an advisory board while pursuing something different so if you know let's just say it is one of those those one percent companies that go huge he still gets something maybe not the big 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 payoff but but he kind of can straddle those two right now i think that that's a good option i think um i think that that i mean it's something he could work out with the other partners and i think that that is probably knowing him knowing us that's probably that's probably the option that makes the most sense at this point um so yeah i think that that is a good that's a good, that's a good suggestion and something to focus on. and i think too you know like to your point you know you think about the gold ring the one percent but i mean and if that's what is going to be satisfaction, that's the chances of that happening. We just stated are very small. So uh, I think folk, maybe if he just even changes his, you know, focus a little bit more on what he, what kind of satisfaction he is to, yeah, to the, the comment that was made earlier, that that might that might make sense for him too. Because at the end of the day, that's what I want for him. I want him to be satisfied and not frustrated in his, you know, in his career path. So yeah. 
And I would yeah. encourage him to explore those middle options because it's it's there probably are more than even I just suggested. And if he has partners, they're probably willing to work with him on that. And um, and that might feel better. Sometimes I think when we're ending things and Kara, I'd love your opinion on this. I feel like sometimes it, I know there's there's the old rip the bandaid off and just be done with it. And that works and, and is good in some cases. But sometimes it's easier to ease into it with stages. So what are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, well, I, I actually think ripping off the Band-Aid psychology is, it's, it is something that has to happen, right? That you go, you all, you do have a moment where you go from, I didn't resign from my job to the moment where you did resign from your job. So there is a Band-Aid rip. And that said, I think it can sometimes be another control strategy where we try to skip the part where we have to deal with a transition and an ending. And so... Um, whenever we kind of notice that we think, oh, I just have to hold my breath and do it, chances are we're going to pay for that down the line in the form of regret or unfinished business or not total preparation. And so I always recommend, yeah, sure, there might, there's, it's very normal for the moment that you flip the switch on something and make that change to have that ripping the Band-Aid feeling and to have a whole flood of doubts and feelings and emotions and all of that come up. That said, there's so much you can do if you're willing to not skip the work to really honor the thing that you're leaving and prepare for the thing that you're going into. Yeah, you could tell Nicole. I'm I'm kind of a I'm a, a clinger. I don't, I don't like to rip the bandaid. That's why that's why Carrie's my friend, and I call her when I need advice. Nicole, we wish you and your husband all the best. Thank you so much for giving us a call on Sirius XM 132. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Dawn on Career, Sirius XM, Channel 132. And we are live if it's noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific at 844-942-7866. And we are talking about ending things. So yes, new beginnings are very exciting. But before that happens, usually there's a couple of things that you need to end. And that can be hard as we've been talking about. And we're so excited to be here with Carrie Spaulding, the 30-something coach. She is certified by the International Coach Federation and has been on the show multiple times and just gives fantastic advice to people of all ages. So <laughs> if you got a question, give us a call at 844 7866. If you're looking to end things in your job search, or maybe you just got a new promotion and now you have to supervise your colleagues and, and friends, and that's going to be hard. There's so many things in terms of transitions that can be hard. We want to hear from you. 844-942-7866. So, so Carrie, the big thing that's, well, we hope is ending is the <laughs> pandemic. And we hear working from home is, is ending and some people don't want that to be ending. And even if you want that to be ending, going back to the office is going to be weird. So what do people need to think about in terms of of the pandemic ending? Well, one thing that can be useful is just to kind of take like actually set aside some opportunities to kind of take stock of how you're being impacted. I find that um, people are as we reenter people are actually becoming a, more aware of the impact of what the lockdown and the isolation was. It's almost like the contrast of actually stepping back in to the world is is shining a spotlight on what we just went through in a different way. And this is a big shift. So it's really important to kind of um, to give yourself an opportunity to, first of all, just notice and validate, all right, how am I 
like what's going on in here that I need to kind of take care of um, because even good changes are a disruption to your system. It's still a shift, whether you're making a job change, whether you're making a relationship change, whether, you know, you're making a change from being a, a, a community in global lockdown to a community that's going into the office. Even if it feels like something that's quote unquote good, it's still going to be hard and it's still going to feel like you're letting go of something. And, you know, I have a lot of clients right now who are really having to adjust to their their employers asking them to come in either a couple days a week or every day and there's a little bit of resentment sometimes or resistance because they've kind of finally found a really good routine at home and that's just it's really natural so um so giving yourself an opportunity first of all to just say okay what did I gain during the pandemic in terms of my routine, anything I was doing to kind of create a better balance for myself? What did I do that I want to hang on to? And and what are some of the things that I need to put in place to support myself now that I'm making this shift back? And I do want to acknowledge that depending on where in the world you're listening from, you may still be or again be or for the third or fourth time be in lockdown. And that's a really challenging piece of the pandemic, quote unquote, ending, too, because there's this very tentative feeling like we don't know how long we're going to be in what new normal. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I, you know, about two months ago, I was like, yay, pandemic's ending. Now I feel like uh, the ending of the pandemic is ending and we're going back into Hug it. Hug me while you can, Don. Hug I me know. while you can. <laughs> so it is this roller coaster. And I think that that's difficult. And like you mentioned earlier, many of us, I'm raising my hand too, we try and kind of skip that emotional part. We're like, I don't want to deal with that. I want to deal with the practicalities and I want to deal with the planning. And we get frustrated when things are so ambiguous and um, you know, we don't really want to address the feelings. So so we, we engage in distraction behaviors, whether that is a glass of wine at the end of the day. Maybe some people have a healthier habit than I do, like going out for a run. I mean, so how do we how do we really kind of notice if we're distracting ourselves to address the emotions, which are hard? And many of us just have have lived a lifetime with with kind of shoving them away. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing is to keep good track of just sort of your physical uh, energy levels. You know, if you notice that you're feeling just super draggy and tired, if you notice that you're getting cranky and sort of snapping at people. Um, and it is important to communicate with the people in your life, too, about especially if you're, you know, li- not on your own, um, about, you know, kind of how everybody is managing this change. And one tip that would be really quick to implement if you're listening is to just kind of take out a piece of paper and jot down, like, what is what are the things that I started doing during the pandemic that I feel like really served me? And like that could be, hey, you know what? When I was working from home, I was able to like get up and like take a a bio break or take a quick like coffee break or drink. I drank a lot more water or I always I took a walk at lunchtime and I got outside or, you know, for part of the day I worked from my porch and I had this great natural light, whatever it might be. And then see if you can choose one or two of them to be vigilant about keeping in your your routine, even as you're going back into the world, because it's a lot easier to maintain a habit that's already uh, kind of etched into you than it is to create it from scratch. So you've already got that that habit built. Now you just need to translate it 
to to your at least temporary new normal, right? And so maybe you can't do it exactly the same way, but maybe from the office you can require yourself to get outside at lunch every day or require yourself to, uh, you know, have a water timer or whatever it might be. Yeah, I love that advice, Carrie, because I, you know, as a psychologist, I study a lot of the change models. And one that, that always sticks with me, I, I think it's William Bridges' model, who he talks about that every time you go through a change, whether it's an exciting one you're choosing, like moving or a new job, or it's one that was unexpected and, and isn't the greatest, you have to always remember that there, there are things that are going to be different, but there are also things that are going to be maintained, and there's things that are going to be new and exciting and better. So you really have to look at all three of those. And we talked about loss aversion a few minutes ago and we tend as humans to look at our losses oh we're losing this we're losing that but we forget that hey some things are being maintained and some things are actually even better so I love your idea of really kind of putting pen to paper and focusing on all three of those so you're not biased by the 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 losses which which tend to tear at our heart eight 844-942-7866. You are listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Guess what? If it's Thursday, we are here taking your calls all hour. 844-942-7866. Super excited to have my friend Carrie Spaulding, the 30-something coach, here in studio taking your calls all hour. So if you are in a job search, struggling with something in your career, or as our topic du jour is, thinking of ending things, Things, which sounds a little dire. We let me let me clarify that. Thinking of ending things at your job or or your relationships or maybe. Oh geez. Oh, we've gone in a very dark direction, yes. Don. Yes. Remember, Doctor Don on careers. Thinking of ending things with your job. You can give us a call eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Hey, let's 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 get some up up news. Tech company Dropbox <laughs> is mostly maintaining a work from home environment and realigning benefits to help employees cope. Insider reports that Dropbox will offer each employee up to seven thousand dollars a year for expenses such as personal trainers, lactation systems, vet visits, ergonomic office chairs, and groceries. What do you think? Uh, working from home may be your top wish, but what if you work from home and get $7,000 to kind of get yourself set up and maybe buy a Keurig? Who knows? That's a great benefit that Dropbox is offering. What is your company doing? Let us know. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. And let's talk about legal Leaving a role. We hear about this great resignation, Carrie, and that so many people are going to be reshuffling, leaving a role. And there's there's a lot of things. Some people have made many changes in their life. So, you know, they've had two, three, four jobs. Other people have worked in a job for maybe 15 or 20 years. And that that's a much harder transition. So there's lots of different types. I want to break it down a little bit. But but in general, when, when somebody is, um, let's talk about the resignation process, because no matter whether you've been in a job two years or 20 years, you have to resign. What, what do people need to think about? And what are some of the things that might come up that you hadn't expected, even if you're excited about where you're going? Yeah, well, so deal when it comes to the idea of the resignation process and all that, deal with your stuff, your capital S stuff, right? Your, your, your feelings, your um, misgivings, your feeling kind of like ambivalent. Deal with it ahead of time and proactively. So... Um, there's a, the, a phrase that I really love that I learned uh, from Herminia Ibarra first, but it's Helen Rose Fuchs Ibarra, who I think coined it, becoming an ex. 
And she talks about how moving from an ending to a beginning is a process of becoming an ex of whatever you were doing before. And even when the change is a good one, we really do have um, – generally, we do have kind of feelings, attachments to the thing that we did before. Even a company – you know, I have clients who have frankly been pretty miserable in their roles for some time. When they find the opportunity to resign and to accept another opportunity, there can be a lot of second-guessing. There can be feelings of guilt. I'm letting people down. What, uh, Like our caller, Nicole, I've you know, what if – Things really turn around. You know, I've been hearing for years from my employer that I'm going to get promoted when or that, you know, something really good might happen. So there can be a lot of stuff attached to this idea of of the thing that I'm ending, as well as the stuff that I'm excited about. And what I always recommend to my clients is that you don't skip either side of that coin, the beginning or the ending, that you really say yes to both sides, like making space for your whole reality, right? So yes, I am really feeling like I'm going to miss the people here. Or yes, I feel really guilty about leaving. Rather than trying to sweep that under the rug, just acknowledge it and validate it. It's normal. It's completely normal to feel attached to even as someone who can get attached to a pile of dirt, I always say, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, it's very normal to get attached. And then on the other side of things, that you're you're excited to move on. So when you really kind of make your map of the things that you're dealing with regard with regards to ending and the things that you're dealing with re- with regards to beginning, you can actually make a plan to support both sides of those things so to deal with to work through and I always recommend talking it through with somebody you know big fan of talking it through with yourself in the form of journaling also talking to a trusted friend or colleague or coach or therapist or whoever it is that you in your life like to process through things you know talking through all of that stuff because I see this a lot with my clients when you make a proactive plan to deal with all of the stuff that's going on under the surface as you gear up for this change, this this leaving or this resignation, um, you are going to show up so much more effectively when it comes to actually having these very important conversations with your employer, um, you know, with your colleagues, as you tell them, you're going to be in charge of your messaging. You're going to have already worked through all of the stuff. If you don't deal with it, you're going to bring it with you and people are going to feel it because people can feel that conflicted energy and you don't want to be taking all, out all your angst on them. You want to be dealing with it yourself. Yeah, no, I love that, Carrie. I, I know and I, I I love journaling and I love self-reflection and I know about me that every time I make a change, whether I'm moving to a new place or a new job or, you know, whatever, buying a house, whatever, it it's two weeks of me second guessing myself always every time doesn't matter what it is it's like oh my god did I do that what should I oh my goodness I'm running through my head running through my head and I know that about myself so I, I basically say you cannot make any um you know rash decisions for two weeks because you know your mind's going to be racing about all the things that are happening in this transition and I think that's helpful for me because I know that I'm going to have that anxiety and I know I'm going to have to deal with it and um, when you know this is going to happen I think you can really as you mentioned make a good plan make a good 
uh, strategy for addressing this and start on a great note. Hey, 844-942-7866, you're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. Are you going through an ending with your job or maybe you are looking to move with a new job or maybe you're ending working from home? We want to hear from you, 844-942-7866. Or maybe you know you have a pattern when you change jobs. Imposter syndrome is a big one. We, We get very successful in our roles and then when we start a new job, all of a sudden we think to ourselves, oh my God, I don't know anything. (laughs) Um, So that might be something you're struggling with. 844-942-7866. We are going to go to our pre-break quiz and here we go. Quiz. There's a quiz? There is and it's relevant and timely. So we're in the middle of the... (laughs) Dan doesn't believe me. We're in the middle of the Olympics. So I thought that would be some fitting trivia for today. Which country has hosted the most Olympics? Which country has hosted the most Olympics? If you think you know, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we'll be right back. You're listening on Careers on Business Radio. That would be Dr. Don on Careers on Series XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and I'm the career director for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers. We are live in studio all hour at 844-942-7866 if it is Thursday noon Eastern. And super excited to have Carrie Spaulding, the 30-something coach, back in our studio sharing her stellar advice and Carrie where can people reach you if they'd like to learn more about you or read your fabulous articles or get coaching you can find me at carriespalding.com c-a-r-r-i-e-s-p-a-u-l-d-i-n-g at at dot com and you can throw the 30-something coach into any internet browser and it will most likely turn me up <laughs> pretty there you quickly. go. There you, see, that's good branding right there. We talk about branding a lot, and that's good branding. Um, of course, you can talk to Carrie right this minute, though, because we're live at 844-942-7866. Of course, we have to answer our very timely and current pre-break quiz um, about the Olympics. Hey, Dion. Yo. Which country has hosted the most Olympics? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not. I know it's not the the, the, the United States. I know that. How do you know that? Because you wouldn't give me an answer. You wouldn't give me a question that the answer is the United States. My God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's not China because they're like the big countries and it's not Russia. Now, I'm thinking it's Greece because that's where it started. Like the Olympics started in Greece, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. See? Got that. So that was going to be my other question. So you would have gotten that right. I love this thought process. I know. Dion would be great on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Like, because this is what they encourage people to do. The whole show is really not the answers, it's the person. It's an internal dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> like, like putting their thoughts out there about how they're rationalizing their answers. The so stream you, of consciousness. Yes. Yeah, you should be on that show for sure. So, so I'm going to say, like, I want to say something like Croatia. Or, or, or like Lithuania, but I'm going to say Greece. 
because they had to have like a bunch there and then started going out to other countries yeah i mean that that makes sense that is wrong but oh but that's what i knew you would say <laughs> you you knew i would say greece i mean that's what i would have said <laughs> had i not had the answer in front of me i mean it really would be i mean it makes sense right right um but I did, I did say before the show, and Carrie can verify this, that, that you know, I, I, I said this one is, I, I think, a very normal question for me. So it's like the United States or something? Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. is. <laughs> so I love it when you said, I know you. I'm like, I know see, you know me. It's, it's, it's a normal question, period. Yes. It's not a normal question for you because your right. normal questions are abnormal. Right. That is why I t gave you that hint because I. this is how I throw but you. But you said it's a normal question for me. Well, it is a normal. You got it right. I mean, you would have gotten it no, right. No, you said, you said, me being Dawn, you said it's oh, a normal no. question for me, which makes me think it doesn't have a normal answer. No, no. Every now and again, See, I have to throw is, a normal is... one in there so I can... Don't worry. Next well, you week, didn't say that was today. Next week, we'll, we'll go back to uh, haunted houses, ghosts, and, you know, phone numbers of death like we did, like we did last week. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a good one. That was, uh, we, we, I like that one personally. But yes, it is the United States. Leads the world by hosting eight Olympic Games, including four summer and four winter. Um, lots of different places. St. Louis, Atlanta, L.A. twice. Lake Placid, Salt Lake City, France is second, Japan is third, and some people may not know that 2020 was not the only year that the Olympics was canceled. 1916, 1940, and 1944 also saw canceled Olympics, and new this year to the Olympic Games in Tokyo, skateboarding, surfing, sport climbing, and karate. So there you go. Lots of Olympic trivia. How many were in Greece? Like before they started this, Dion, you know, I did share not research that. Dion, that you, not... you've got to know I'm going to have follow up. I questions. know you always have follow up on things <laughs> I have not researched. If anybody knows how many were in Greece, um, obviously this is recorded history. So, so technically, <laughs> so Greece can... is probably right because we have pre recorded history and actual recorded history. So, that's that. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. I think we are we are heading down a path that is going nowhere. So let's go to our mailbag. Wrong button. Wait a minute. Here we go. You've got mail. Wow, we are far down that path. Hey Dana. Yes. Okay. Jang in New York emailed in. Dear Dr. Don, I'm an IT project manager and I'm looking to switch into fintech due to my growing interest in cryptocurrency. While I'm getting interviews, it's still the early stages, but my boss just told me that I've been selected to manage a major new client and the role would come with a small promotion and salary bump. The project is scheduled to begin right away, but I still plan to leave when I find a new role. Should I decline their promotion and put my cards on the table or go along with it until I land in fintech? Ooh, great question, Zhang. And this is this is um, an interesting one. So you're doing well at your current company. You are getting a promotion, which is a great thing most of the time. But in your head, you know that you are on a different career trajectory and you've already started looking in fintech. So the timing, the timing is horrible. You don't want to start with this major new client and after two or three months leave when you know in your heart you're leaving. So what do you do? What do you do? What a dilemma. Another conundrum, Carrie. 
What I know you deal with this all the time with career your clients. Career conundrum. Yeah, career <laughs> conundrum. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a toughie, right? Because again, we're we're on the same theme here with predicting the future, right? With not knowing exactly how that next role is going to time out. And one question I think to ask yourself is, if I were to accept this promotion, how could I bring so much value that it would be a win for everybody all around, even if I were to move on from the role? Because when we're thinking about the sort of capital P problem of the situation, we tend to get really small in our thinking and and we're just focused on the conflict. So this question can help you open up and look at the opportunity here. What would it what would have to happen for me to feel really great in my integrity if I were to go ahead and leave this role? Yeah. And um I love that you came up with what I call the option C because we look at should I take it or should I not take it? Should I put my cards on the table? Should I not? But I'm I'm always about the option C or D E F G. Um, what is the middle ground? Is there a middle ground? Can you add so much value and create a situation where you leave um, explicit instructions and, and have created a great foundation for the next person who takes the role? Or is there a way to have a partner? Maybe there's somebody else who really wants to get into client work and you suggest that this is a great opportunity for so-and-so to shadow and partner. And so in essence, what you're doing is you're kind of creating another contact for the client. There's always that, that kind of C option that is really hard for us when we feel like it's an either or black or white yes or no and I that's something that I would encourage everybody to do who is in this 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 period of, of questioning like it's this or this it, there's often a middle ground what is that middle ground for you and sometimes it's hard for us to see it and this is to Carrie's point why it helps to talk to somebody else because they might say hey have you thought about this and your mind is blown because you hadn't thought about that. Yeah, and I love this idea of option C. And really coming from the, I, I love thinking about the what would make it a win for everyone question. Because so often if you're thinking, oh, something like I might, I'm getting a promotion offer and I might leave, the guilt monster just like comes in and makes it really hard to think generatively, to be creative to think from your best self, which I assume if you're being offered this promotion, it's for a reason. And so thinking about option C as not a compromise, right? Like when when Dawn says something in the middle, so often that kind of has a connotation of like the sort of a little of both, neither, neither, uh, none of the great benefits of either side. Uh, But as I hear Dawn talking about it, it's really about what is the option that would actually be better than either of the things I'm currently thinking about? So yeah, what if this wasn't a problem? What if this was an amazing opportunity? I love your idea, Dawn, of thinking about, is there somebody else who I could bring in with me on this? Or, um, you know, and that's just the beginning of the brainstorm. Yeah, and I think we tend to, you know, when we we do brainstorms in our work groups, it's like every idea, throw it up on the board, no judging. I think we tend to be our own worst enemies here. I mean, I can speak for myself. I start coming up with with ideas, and I think that'll never work. That'll never work. So and so will never go for it. And I'm I'm shocked. I will tell you, Carrie, on a daily basis, how I predict things will go. And they go totally opposite when it comes to these types of things. Like, I'm just like, wow, that's that's not what I expected. So so don't talk yourself out of it. 
right? I know you one point told me to to name that guilt monster in my head. Your gremlin, yeah. I, I still haven't named it. You but... still <laughs> this gremlin is like what four or five years in the naming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just gremlin right now. I know he he, he or she is feeling very unloved. Yeah, and I, I just want to also mention because I'm thinking of a client who recently was was offered a promotion, um, which he actually decided not to take ultimately and you're allowed to say no you are allowed to decline um once you've gone through that exercise as long as you like your reasons you don't want to be saying no from a place of that sort of feeling pulled on by the guilt and uncertainty if you haven't done the homework of going through and really thinking about what are the best possible options you may come to the end of that and realize you know what i this is not a role that i want to be taking on for for more reasons Mm -hmm. so so this is why it's again i feel like i'm saying this over and over today but just deal with all of it proactively so that you're not making a decision from a place of of um guilt or uncertainty or ambivalence yeah love it 844-942-7866 you're just tuning in if it's noon eastern 9 a.m pacific we are live here on dr dawn on careers 844-942-7866 um jeng thank you so much for writing in with your questions if you have a mailbag you can find me on twitter at dr dawn graham and let us know what that is we are here with carrie spaulding the 30 something coach talking all about the endings that come with new beginnings in your career in your job and there are many now with the hopefully end of the pandemic going back into the office the great reshuffle we hear about a lot of people wanting to make a move and Carrie one of the things I think that's really hard when I've I've worked with clients is when you've been in a job for 10 or more years you it, I think it's much harder to change than when you've you know maybe moved every two or three years and you kind of have a routine about that um, so I know a lot of people are in that boat where they the pandemic has given them an opportunity to rethink their values and their goals and they want to make this change but it, but fear can be paralyzing in this situation because it's fear of the unknown Known, fear of can I be successful in a different environment, fear of of will I like this new environment? Am I making a mistake? So what advice do you have for people who might be in that that situation? Well, one thing is that the known is always going to have the benefit of the illusion of certainty. I think this pandemic has been uh, a pretty incredible way of, of demonstrating that that is an illusion indeed, right? We don't actually know what's going to happen. And yet most of us are going to feel more comfortable in the known, even if it's not totally satisfying, than we are at the prospect of making a change and taking the risk. I I remember Don once you saying regret cuts deeper. And one thing that you that can be really buoying is just to fast forward yourself out 20 years, 10 years, whatever, and, and look back and say, what will I wish I had done, right? In 10 years from now, in 15 years from now, in 20 years from now, in 30 years from now, looking back at the me of right now, what do I want to say? What do I wish I had done? Because we can stay in the same dissatisfying place for a long, long time. And we can have a lot of insecurity and fear if we feel like, I mean, I hear all the time clients who come to me thinking, I feel like I'm only qualified to do this one thing 
Don, you know from your work with Switchers, that's never true, right? Because any, whatever you've been doing so far, you have been developing skills, you have been gaining experience that can be translated and help you pivot to something else. And where we get in our way is thinking too, almost like too big in a way where we think about everything that we would have to do to get to that end point. And if you're starting from never having made a change before, that's terrifying. That's really overwhelming. So the other thing I would say is to start with very small, concrete steps and don't let the big be the enemy of the na- of the little step right now. That, you know, um, I have a client who she, she had to work so hard to get herself to set up those first informational interviews because it was so scary. She, you know, she was feeling really intimidated and you can break it down even smaller. So if you're feeling too scared to reach out to people, write the, you know, the bad draft of the email that you would send if you were going to contact someone. If even that's too scary, brainstorm a list of the people that you would write a bad draft of an email to if you were going to send one. (laughs) So if you can break it down really small, what's going to happen is that your brain is going to say, oh, okay, that's not too big. I can do that little task, especially if it's an imaginary, like, if I was going to thing. And just take one step at a time. And, and then take a breath and be sure to acknowledge yourself along the way because this is hard work. Changing your, your job, changing your any aspect of your life is a change in identity. And it's, it's emotionally, mentally, and sometimes physically pretty demanding to yeah. make these changes. Yeah, no doubt. 844-942-7866. Are you making a change? Is it scary? Um, most of them are. Uh, let <laughs> us know. We want to help you in your job and career here on Dr. Dawn on Careers. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we're live. 844-942-7866. And Carrie, you bring up a lot of topics that I um, that I think about when related to switchers. That clarity comes through action. So sometimes when you take that step, no matter how small it is, all of a sudden your perspective changes because you're in a new place. And you can see other options and you can, you know, you can um, try things on a little bit. So you have to take that action. And often I talk about, too, that anxiety, action kills anxiety. So doing something is is no matter how small. I love that advice. The other thing I think is we always think we can't go back and technically we can't go back. You know, life is one way forward. But if you if it turns out this isn't the dream you thought it was, you don't lose all the skills you built for 20 years. You don't lose all the relationships. You don't lose all of the credibility you had in a certain field. So if you're not sure, I'm not saying you should just dive in without doing any research. But if you take that leap, I, I think a lot of people think oh I'm totally throwing away everything that I've done and it really again these are just like um kind of models that we have in our head that it's all or nothing and and these cognitive distortions to put the psychological term on them really talk us out of things that could be great for us but yeah, Don, it's you're making me interestingly enough just think about something really recent in my own life that uh, it has more to do with where I was. I just last week left my I, what I lovingly call my pandemic bunker, the beautiful place in North Carolina where I was for the whole lockdown for for the last 16 months and I I knew that it was the right move. And the day that I left, I was just like, what was I thinking? I don't know if this is right. And something I kept telling myself is, you know, yeah, no, there's no guarantee 
for sure that this place that I could come back here or that it would be the same or that I'd have the same opening to come and set right back up in my beautiful mountain home. Um, and you can you can find a way to come back or you can, you know, you're going to get new information and then you're going to make a new decision from there. And if you can take the attitude that you are going to win no matter what, let's say that you leave a job and you end up in a new role and it doesn't work out, you are going to be more developed as a human being and a worker than you were before you made this change because you have expanded your experience, you've increased your courage and your ability to take risks, and you get to take it all with you, like you said. So... Yeah, I feel you. It's not easy to walk away from something not knowing what the future is going to look like. You don't get a guarantee. You do, however, get to, um, you know, choose that attitude of I can go back or I can make if I don't like it, I'll do something else. I'll make a change. Yeah. And you talked about turning down a promotion or turning, you know, I see a lot of uh, clients who who are debating, should I turn down a role? And I don't know if I'll get another one or maybe they have two roles. And of course, they like aspects of both. But how do I pick? And um, and, and it really is. I think you have to you, you have to obviously do your your due diligence and research. But when you pick one or you turn something down, you have to go all in. You can't. Otherwise, your brain will just murder you. Mm-hmm. Like it will just destroy you. So I I always tell people when you pick it, go in 100% for for three months like because if if you don't you'll never know if this opportunity is as great because you're constantly having one foot back in the what if that's another reason that I really I'm firm on this idea of taking the time it's the yes and right it's the also making sure that you come to closure with the previous experience it can be like a kind of grieving to leave a, a role or a job or you know it's a, it's it can be a loss even if it's the right thing so it, take the time to really say goodbye whatever that means for you however you need to come to closure and say hey this was my for me it was this was my teaching when I left teaching to open my coaching business this was my teaching take the time to do that and then you're going to be poised to go all in because you you put your bookend on that part of your life. You you close the door. Maybe you didn't lock it, but you close the door on that piece. Yeah, I, there's there's so much great advice here. I know we're kind of coming down to our last few minutes, Carrie, and and um, I think there's going to be a lot of things related to careers that are changing for people. And anytime change, there's change. There's new beginnings and there's endings. So so maybe as we kind of wrap up in the last two minutes, um, you know, what are just some of those key points that we highlighted that people need to remember? So make make room for your whole reality when you notice yourself saying something like, um, I feel really guilty about leaving people at my current company in the lurch, but they've not really treated me well and this is going to be a great opportunity. Change that but into an and. I feel really guilty and I feel like this is the right opportunity for me and then make a plan to deal with both. Don't skip the thing that comes first, right? Don't skip the guilt and all of that. Deal with it instead on purpose. Have compassion for yourself. It is natural to feel a lot of messy stuff uh, when you're when you're making a change. So that would be one thing. Um, you know, and remember what's not changing or harvest what you want to keep going from from 
what you have been doing into the future. It could be so grounding to tap into what's the same, what's not going to shift as you were talking earlier about transitions. And see it, see what you're going to keep focused on. So make sure that like if you have certain friends or certain practices that keep you steady, keep doing those things through the period of transition. Uh, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody, whether it's a, a colleague or a coach or anyone in your life that can really be witness for you and be sounding board and be brainstorming with you. Um, and and once you've taken care of all of this, remember that we never get a guarantee. And if you end up in after your ending in a beginning that didn't work out the way that you thought, that doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It means you're a human who made a choice, embraced the choice, made it the right choice, and now gets to make another choice. Well said. Well said, Carrie Spaulding, the 30-something coach. One last time, where can people reach you, Carrie? You can find me at CarrieSpaulding.com, C-A-R-R-I-E-S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G.com, or you can find me on any any of your search engines at Carrie Spaulding or the 30-something coach. Fantastic. Thank you, Carrie. It was so great having you back. I think this is very timely advice and no doubt uh, something I'm going to take to heart. So thank you. Of course, Dana and Dion, you make this show awesome. And to all of our callers and listeners, we are here for you every Thursday on Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM Channel 132. You want more information, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Dawn Graham. We've loved being here with you today and we will see you next time. from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.